This is the Key to Authority Podcast, episode number 20. Welcome to the Key to Authority Podcast, where it is all about helping you unlock the secrets of becoming the go-to expert in your industry. And here is your host, Janish Pandya. Search engine optimization is key when it comes to bringing new visitors to your site and making your content discoverable to the whole world. We've discussed quite a bit about it in episode 11 with Cheech Fu in regards to keyword research and how you exactly go about doing it. In today's episode, we have a chat with Matt Lynch from Vorian Agency about the fundamentals of SEO and how you can improve your search engine rankings by making some necessary tweaks to your website. Matt has over 23 years information technology and online marketing experience, with his primary specialty being search engine optimization, and has worked both at agency and in-house roles. He's described as a technical marketer, as his skills cross graphic design, animation, audio, video, web development, IT, security, branding, search marketing, social media marketing, and so much more. Matt enjoys keeping up with the bleeding edge of technology advancements and social media evolvement to ensure current knowledge in an ever-changing landscape, leading to early adoption and determination of opportunity for marketing enhancement. But before we dive into what Matt has to share, I'd like to thank today's sponsor, SiteGround. SiteGround is a WordPress and Joomla specialized hosting company. They add custom-made solutions to your hosting to make your website faster, safer, and better supported than anywhere else. I use SiteGround to manage my own websites as well as my clients. And it is mainly because of their 24-7 live chat support and automated backup services. So if you're fed up with the poor service of your current web hosts or looking to start a new website, then take SiteGround for a spin. Go to keytoauthority.com slash SiteGround to get started. Now, here is Matt Lynch. Hey Matt, welcome to the Key to Authority podcast. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. Uh, Sharon Atwood mentioned your name and she had attended one of your trainings at Vorian. And she said you're an absolute genius about branding, about SEO and a whole lot of more topics. And then we just connected over email and like, checked out some of the stuff you do and loved it. So I knew that you had to come on the podcast and share some of your knowledge with us. So th- thanks a lot for accepting the invitation and welcome to the Key to Authority podcast. Fantastic, and uh, thanks for having me today, Janish. Matt, so what do you exactly do at Vorian, and how did you get involved in the whole digital marketing SEO space, and why do you do so? Yeah, sure, fair question. Look, my role at Vorian is the general manager. Uh, Vorian Agency itself is a marketing agency based here in Perth, Western Australia, and we deliver integrated online and offline solutions to businesses wrestling with how to market in today's changing environment. So we are a Google partner, being a professional company and a Hootsuite solution provider. That uh, And look, we're here to deliver a range of marketing solutions and that's really where my background also stems from. I've been doing this online marketing gig for about 23 years now. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been a little while, it certainly has, and um, I've got a very much a IT and technical background um, as well as the marketing experience. So I'm very much known as a, a technical marketer. Uh, so my skills cross over between graphic design, animation, audio, video, website development, IT and security 
branding, search marketing and social media as well. So quite a lot of different areas. But I'm very much uh, a fanboy of, of Google and I certainly love everything that is search. And that's what I've been really doing over these last 23 years, uh, you know, before Google even came around because Google itself is, what, 16 years of age. I was there in the early days, the infancy of uh, the dot-com bubble. And uh, as uh, we explored that area, it was really good to uh, go along with the wave and see the change that has been um, marketing in the online space. And I guess from all that 23 years, you would have seen a lot of ups and downs, and especially when you mentioned the uh, dot-com bubble, the birth of Google, when the initial stages of how you can manipulate Google easily. And nowadays, it's not as easy as people think it is and on all the black hat and the white hat SEO stuff. So when it comes to search engine optimization or SEO, Quite a few people struggle. They uh, go to agencies. Sometimes the agencies are not as good as probably Borean is, and a few others just take them for a ride. Some people need to understand the fundamentals of SEO. So, Matt, what is the key to understanding the fundamentals of search engine optimization? Yeah, look, good question, Janesh. And uh, SEO itself, I think, has got a bit of a bad rap um, in the press and uh, with a lot of businesses over the years. And it has been around and it's still very much an important aspect and an integral aspect of what should be integrated marketing. Um, Search optimization has certainly changed as well as the search engines themselves and their algorithms. We know that uh, Google itself has an algorithm that changes about 450 times a year. So that's massive when you think about it in that sort of perspective. Uh, But look, SEO is very encompassing. It um, includes things such as your on-page optimization, your link building. Um, Then there's the technical aspect, which I want to talk specifically about today. But you also have so many other things such as local SEO, forensic SEO, you've got your reputation and brand management, but you've also then got those social signals, which are also so important for uh, the search engines, but also the user experience, because that's where the users are also marrying themselves to get these trust signals to understand how businesses are interacting in the online space. And in terms of when you talk about that technical SEO, because as you mentioned, there's a lot of things in terms of the brand and the forensic aspects. So I guess we got to pull back a bit and go to the very basics and the initial stages where I guess that technical SEO is important. We're talking about page speed and things like that. So could you give us a bit more insight of what you mean by technical SEO? Correct. And I think it's probably one of the most poorly done aspects uh, in the marketing sort of space. It's, it's very easy to do the keyword research and, and optimizing the page, but a lot of businesses need to get the technical aspects right at the very beginning. That, that's core and it's fundamental. We work with a lot of website designers and developers to, to really fine-tune that part. Now, the technical aspects are important not just for the user experience, but also for the search engines. And search engines themselves expels the user experience of so a two-word hand in hand. So a, a slow page that takes a long time to load up is a poor user experience. For the search engines, they understand that and they're going to prioritize a page or a site that's faster. So when we talk about technical aspects, we want to look at the things that are causing um, the performance issues for a website, uh, the slowness, the security risks. So let's talk about a few of those. So for website designers and developers these days, we need to make sure that we've got 
valid code. So we do things like the W3C validation standard. So we see that the code's going to function and perform in all browsers, all operating systems, uh, all platforms correctly in the way that it expects. Because when code's broken, the search engines also have a block where they can't progress and, and crawl deeper into the site and they might not be able to see all of the content. Sometimes we have designers who create very beautiful, aesthetically pleasing websites but at the same time, not everybody at home is on the NBN or a very fast internet connection. So with large images, that, of course, causes the page to be very slow to render. And, of course, a client these days is not going to sit around for 30 seconds or 40 seconds waiting for your page. We're talking six, seven seconds. And, look, at that point in time, they'd be like a goldfish. After 10 seconds, we give up and we're bored and we're distracted with something else that's shiny and we go off to exploring. So we need to make that fast. At the same time, with a lot of content management systems that are created and they're very easy to use, they're also very code heavy. And sometimes the performance functionality that is caused by those sites um, will have a detrimental performance again for the search engine. So we need to look at things such as what's going on, what what components might be broken. Are there four or four errors, page not found? Because if a search engine is discovering that, they're also thinking that the site's full of broken links. Uh, is the hosting environment not up to speed? And that's actually quite a sincere factor to actually consider because hosting takes in a few considerations compared to cloud hosting, which is great for a CDN, a content distribution network, and great for international sites. We might have a lot of users going across to the US, to the states where they get their hosting, but they're actually working with very local businesses here only in Perth. And you got to think of the distance that the user who's in front of their computer when they bring up a web page all that code and all that content that gets pulled by all the different hops and steps that have to be taken from the packet transfer from Perth all the way to the US and back again, that's get increasing in speed. Now, when we get into the technical aspects, search engines are looking at a range of things. They're looking also at where are you hosted as far as who's in that same hosting environment or perhaps on that same IP address. Now, if we're getting the waters muddied a little bit because we've got some poor performing websites that might be doing some dodgy behavior, that could be influencing and affecting the performance of your own website. So we look at DNSBL, which are blacklists. We look at the IP um, hosting to see if they're also in the same space. We look at the performance-related issues. We even look at things like security, even simple things like the domain registration and the who is information. Um, search engines can look at a site and go, well, they've only registered that particular site for a year. Is there a reason why they're doing that? Maybe they're not going to stay around. They're not going to be there for the long term compared to a site that's actually been registered for, say, a three-year duration. The search engines can make a bit of a, a comparison and go, well, okay, this person has got the intention for registering for a longer period of time. Maybe it's not a dodgy site. So there's such simple little small factors, and these are all the what I call the one percenters. You add up all these one percenters overall, and they accumulate together to influence the effect of what a web page and a website has in the eyes of the search engine. And you mentioned quite a few things, obviously, from speed to the content management system, the performance, the 404 errors. So where does a person like me or if the individuals draw a line that I could do this myself or I would need a professional help like such as yourself or some other people out there? Because obviously there's quite a bit of technical aspects, but there's quite a few simple things like in terms of hosting, choosing the right host and things like that. 
Yeah, for sure. And again, that's part of our process at Roaring is having that conversation with businesses, making, making them become more informed about their choices and what to look out for. Also, we assist the website designers, developers and those particular agencies who might have great skill sets in certain areas but not holistically covering all aspects. So we're here to be a helping hand. Um, we provide things like audit reports to actually outline all of the different aspects, the concerns and prioritization of what needs to be looked at. And so some people feel very comfortable by coming along to things like our Borean Agency training seminars to actually understand how their WordPress content management system site might work or to understand the aspects of SEO or other elements so they feel comfortable to actually go home and actually try and implement some of these things themselves or at least have that informed conversation with a selected website designer or developer and say, well, look, I've noticed when we apply some of these simple tests that are available and there's free tests that are available online for validation, site speed, security, compression, all those aspects, once they can see those things, once they can tangibly say, oh, look, here's a score, here's a grade, whether it's an A to an F or a percentile, they can actually benchmark and understand how well their website's actually going. And probably the easiest thing these days is the fact that both Google and Bing, two major search providers, both provide webmaster tools. And once a website is connected to those, it gives us such a huge insight as to how the search engines are seeing the performance of that website and that the search engines will communicate back to us a series of information of concerns or issues, aspects that need to be fixed. And this helps the owner of the business, the marketing team, or the designer and the developer who's interacting with that site to be able to fix and prioritize those elements to get the basics at least right. And in terms of basics, like obviously you mentioned the one percenters, and there's quite a few one percenters. So what are the top three things um, in terms of out of what all you mentioned that at least at a minimum they should go and get them fixed and by using either the Google or the Bing Webmaster tool, obviously you'll be able to see them. So what are those top three? Sure. And look, Bing and Google and many of the tools will outline some of the key aspects. And, and they include things and the simple things like, okay, broken links, the four or four errors. Let's run a, a quick scan of the website. Let's identify those links that aren't working anymore. Let's fix those. Let's improve the user experience when they click on the links. Let's improve what the search engines actually do. Speed. Let's run a speed test to see what the bottlenecks of performance might be. Is it, you know, to do with caching? Is there compression not turned on the server? We can turn and flick a switch on and within five minutes, we've increased the speed throughput by double. Such simple things can be outlined in that regards. They're probably the two most easiest sort of things. And of course, I guess to supplement and support that, really, we've got to think about what we put into the website, the complexity of the code, the amount of images that we include. Um, all of those are important aspects because, again, they make up the content. And content is absolutely rich for search engines. And most of those have to be optimized, even images. There's so much we can do with images, but we still have to think about that user experience, like I was saying. So if we've kept got compression in place, if we've used things like Photoshop to be able to bring the compression levels down, we know that those pages will load up in a quicker opportunity, and particularly with users being on mobile devices these days. When I say five or six seconds is the waiting time for a desktop, these days if it's, you know, it's going to be under three seconds on a mobile. Okay, Users are not waiting around, so that's really the litmus test to see the performance and the user experience. And in terms of, you mentioned uh, that the content is key, so it's a little bit deviation from the technical aspects, obviously, but sure. creating the content as I guess from a blogging point of view or a podcasting point of view. So 
is there any technical aspects in that that they should must go like that 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 this is what we should at least hit to achieve that SEO as well. Look, and there's a lot of different rules of thumb that gets that gets pitched out there, but really at the end of the day, the content has got to work both from a, a user perspective and also a search engine. I actually always think search engine first because the crux of it, if the user is not discovering the content and remembering that you know 81% of internet users actually start with a search engine to find a website initially. And if that's happening, that means the search engines have got to be able to identify the page. How do they do that? They're doing that based on the content that gets put together. We, we bring back that very basic sort of term of a keyword. And realistically, that's what the user is doing. They're going to their search browser. They're typing in a keyword or phrase. A lot of time they will include qualifiers, such as the location qualifier, to fine-tune and find exactly what they're looking for. Now, if they're looking for that particular phrase, we've got to understand the particular target audience. We've got to understand the persona around that audience. We've got to understand the nuances of language, cultural diversity, uh, those sort of functions, even age. You know, today, you know, if a, a particular website's designed for the younger sector group, then we're going to be using phrases and terminology which they understand. But it's not just even the written word. We've got to understand that when we're creating this content, there are some rules that will certainly help. So let's look at the keywords. Let's look at the supporting keywords. And I call this LSI, Latent Semantic Index, the information that goes around to help supporting the base word to give it meaning, to give it context. Um, how often does that word appear? Where is those words appearing? Is it in the URL? Is it in the title, the description? Is it on the H1 tag? Is it incorporated in the first sentence of the actual paragraph? Um, how often does that word or phrase or supporting words appear within the content of that page? All of those aspects come together and are matched by an algorithm, which is what search engines are, a mathematical computation that comes along to a website, analyzes what the page structure is about, and then it looks at all the other signals that help to stand out. Is a word bold, for example? Is it part of a URL or a rich link? Are there images or video content all together supporting it? If we get all those aspects right, then the search engines have really got an easy day to understand what your page, what your website's about. So the next time that user goes to their browser, they type in their keyword search phrase, your web page will actually come up because it's based and optimized around that particular search term. And that's a good way to put it in terms of actually understanding from the search engine's perspective and then from the users because, well, if you do everything user-based, then the user can't find it. I don't think it's going to be worth it. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> so uh, you've, we've covered the fundamentals because obviously putting the content and putting all the fancy images and stuff, but if the fundamentals are not right, it's going to fall down. The website's not going to work that well. So are there any guides or anything like I know SEO Moz has a nice beginner guide to understand this SEO aspect and which is available free. I'll put down the link. But any particular resources that you would recommend for our listeners that they could have a quick browse and obviously Vorian's uh, upcoming events as well? Yeah, look, we certainly encourage people to come along to the Vorian Agency Training Seminars. It gives them a chance to get in front of a real person and ask their questions that is very specific about their business and their experience. Look, Google is always a great starting point. And when someone's got a question, I always go, well, that's what the search engines are for. The answers um, come up. And you mentioned sites like SMO, Moz. Um, I really do like Google and Bing Webmaster Tools because they're so intuitive as far as the information that's been provided back. Um, and again,
end, they're also designed for users who are web designers, web owners, web masters, and the forums inside of that community uh, is there and available to be able to answer some of the questions, that, particularly newbies, and, and even those who have been around a while are still trying to fine-tune. The answers are there, um, certainly to help. But there are also some really good tools, and I'll certainly point out um, Xenu, X-E-N-U, is a really good tool that users can download. It's free. It allows them to do things such as a crawl of the website, just like a search engine would do, and it will identify some of the roadblocks, some of the broken pages, like four or four errors. It will give them an indication of all the redirects that perhaps they weren't even aware happening that they can actually fix by pointing the URLs to the final destination. Uh, that's a really simple one. So that's Xenu, X-E-N-U. Uh, but like I said, come along to the Vorian Agency website. We've got a blog and social media. We have this conversation online and other users out there are engaging and asking those same sort of questions and we're happy to answer those. Appreciate that because I've never heard of XCNU so after the interview I'm just going to go check it up and obviously there's quite a few things I learned from today in terms of the hosting obviously not only just what on user on your website but what other websites share your hosting might as well affect. So quickly wrapping up Matt what is that one action that our listener can take today in terms of getting a better understanding or improving their search engine rankings? Sure. Look, I think the first thing is that they've taken a step to actually listen to this podcast, Janesh, and, and start to get engaged with the key to authority and, and just an interest in what SEO, search engine optimization, is about. That's that first step because then it becomes informed. And once they're informed, then they can have that conversation with their designer or developer. Once they come along to these sort of sessions where they get to ask the questions, they can be pointed in the right direction. And it's an ongoing learning curve, which I really appreciate. But it's going to help them to shape everything that they do thereafter because it's very much an integrated approach. Because even when we talk about social media, they should be incorporating the basics of SEO, those keywords, those phrases, inclusive in that. Even their offline marketing should be tangible enough to incorporate a flow so that they can measure, they can um, take their analytics, they can understand the attribution of where users are coming from and how it all comprises the fact that at the end of the day, the users are discovering their web page. They are hopefully going to be staying around. That's that stickiness that they keep on coming back. And then there's that long-term engagement where they're going to um, grow their brand over a period of time. And that's, that's really important because we want to build that brand equity. So look, that's what we're here to assist them do. And I guess you've summed it up with that. There's no shortcut. It has to take its own time and pace. And that first step is obviously learning about all this and then implementing and putting everything in action. So Matt, I really loved having you on the interview. And obviously, I learned quite a few things and I'm pretty sure the listeners would have to go back and have a chat with the designers or yourself or myself. So how can they get in touch with you and what you do as well as what Vorian does? Sure. Look, our starting point would be the website. That's vorianagency.com.au. Um, I'm all across social media. You can search for Matt Lynch um, in Perth or Matt Lynch's CEO and I'll, I'll come up in the search results. Uh, my Twitter handle is probably the easiest part where they can certainly connect with me and branch out to see all my um, different channels where I'm engaging and I would certainly invite anyone to connect wherever they're on Pinterest or Instagram or Facebook or Google Plus. It makes no difference to me. Uh, but my Twitter handle, it's Matt, M-A-T-T-R Lynch, that's L-Y-N-C-H um, and I look forward to meeting them online. Cool. I'll put down those links obviously all the social media links as well as uh, varianagency.com.au uh, Matt, really appreciate you spending some time with us and giving a quite a bit of in-depth knowledge about what the fundamentals of SEO and the technical aspect of it. So appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Not a problem at all, Just Thanks very much.
Hope you enjoyed listening to Matt share about the fundamentals of SEO and you understood quite a bit of what he said because he explained it in real simple terms. And as Matt suggested, make sure you run your website through the Google and Bing Webmaster tools and see how you can start improving your search engine rankings. Today's action for you is to be informed and have an ongoing learning curve, not only in regards to SEO, but everything else in your business. So make sure you have subscribed to this podcast. Also, he suggested to have a conversation with your designer and developer and find out more about improving the technical SEO for your website. To get all the details and links talked about in today's show, go to keytoauthority.com slash EP020 for the show notes. And if you have any questions, make sure you leave a comment. Till then, keep improving your search engine rankings. Thank you so much for listening to the Key to Authority podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share at www.keytoauthority.com. We'll see you next time.